<clears throat> Welcome to chapter 120, I think. I'm not sure, who cares, of fictional recollections of a pale gent. How are we all doing? Hope you've had a good week. Guys, I'm pumped. You want to know how pumped up I am? This is how pumped up I am. You ready? Mmm. Get that up, ya. Get that in your ear holes. I've been singing with my band. Cross the land. Cross the land. I'm as pumped as the ultimate pump up song. For two reasons, guys. This is why I'm pumped. Reason number one. Brand new microphone on the podcast. If you're watching the video, you already you already heard that. No, sorry, you already saw that. And if you're listening, you may have already heard it. You may have already heard that crisp sound of my soothing voice in your ear holes. Now we can do that ASMR shit. What, what do people call it? As, as I don't know. I can't even say that word. I just say like asthma. Uh, <laughs> what is it? I, I, ASA, I don't know what it is. Whatever, that shit where they're like... This is a pencil tapping on a desk. And it's like, or whatever. Like, this is the sound of a Nokia hitting an iPhone. We can do that shit now if you guys want. <clears throat> if any of you guys have a kink for that, let me know. And we can do, like, three minutes a week of me just, like, whispering softly into your ear. Just to calm you down, soothe you into the week. Um, And, yeah, I'm pumped. So, thank you very much to all... The uh, P- Patreon people who made the new mic possible. We got the Rogan mic. We're coming for you, Joe. All right. We got the we got the Primo mic, the number one mic on the market. And I better be sounding crisp. If I'm not, I've wasted about a thousand dollars. So hopefully it's sounding nice in your in your ears. Let me know if it. <clears throat> I don't know you got any tips or whatever for the sound, because uh, I've just started using it. Got the new mic arm, also got this side table to rest it on. Not cheap, but worth it, you know, because now the only thing that separates Memoirs of a White Guy and Joe Rogan is about a couple of million listeners. So we're, we're coming for you, Joe, and he's probably, he's probably pooping his ducks right now. He's over in LA, you know, yeah, he's getting the Kevin Hart's on of the world, but you know, did you get did you get guess well did you fail to get Osha Gunsberg? You know, that's the thing. That's one thing that me and Joe Rogan have in common. Alright, two things we have in common now. Two things. Okay. Same microphone. Got you there, Joe. And also, we have both failed to get Osha Ginsburg on our podcast. So we ain't that we ain't that different. So <clears throat> I'm coming for you, Joe. I've got the mic. And um yeah, this podcast is becoming a whole lot more legit. And the second reason I'm absolutely pumped, guys, just so psyched, is I am sick and I'm bloody pumped about it. How good is it having a headache all the time, not being able to think, having such a sore throat that you just get four hours sleep? <clears throat> this, okay, this right now, this, okay, this in a few seconds is in audio form, how pumped I was last night when I couldn't get to sleep for three hours, rolled over, saw that it was 3 a.m., and um, then just thought, God damn, I love my life. This is how psyched I was. I was this pumped. I was like, yes, do not regret walking for six hours in the freezing cold wearing shorts. Don't regret that at all. I'm bloody pumped. So it's great to be sick, awesome to have a sore throat, love that before the biggest show 
of my life next weekend. Can't wait. But uh, no, I'm resting up. I'll be I'll be good in a couple of days. Just uh, it sucks. I walked for six hours with Lewis uh, to end the radio show uh, yesterday. No, Monday. And look, do I regret it? No. It was a lot of fun. We wrapped up the radio show. We did the final walk home, and it felt right. It was a fitting end. What didn't feel right was the blisters on my feet and now the sore throat and the uh, sickness that has set in. Uh, this morning, what is annoying about it as well is I had a flu vaccination booked in for this morning, but then I got sick the night before that. So I was one day too late. I could have got the flu vaccine yesterday morning. Maybe would have been sweet. I don't know how it works. But uh, anyway... Got, got a vaccine this morning, so <clears throat> I'm probably autistic now, according to everyone on the internet. So that's fun. So, um, yeah, that's what I've been doing. And I've been just pumped up that I'm sick, pumped up that I, I actually am pumped about the new mic. Not pumped that I'm sick, but, you know, that's life. And I am pumped up because I want to go through your ultimate pump-up songs. I said last week, obviously, that Fat Bottom Girls by Queen is the ultimate pump-up song of all time. And I was honestly surprised at how little controversy, like, oh, no, nah, more like how little lashback I got over that. Usually when you make a bold statement that maybe is an unpopular opinion, people disagree. It was pretty much unanimous on the comments of the video that I uploaded, you know, messages during the week, people who listen to the podcast going, could not agree more. My friends and I, like, get pumped to this on the regular. And I was surprised. To be honest, I thought I was the only one jamming out to Fat Bottom Girls. Because I thought, even if people were jamming out to Queen to get psyched, most people would turn to a We Will Rock You or a We Are The Champions. One of their more anthems to get them psyched. But I'm just a Fat Bottom Girls guy. I like the beat. I like the energy. Lyrically, not the most um, inspiring song. But... You know, I'm, it's more about general um, <clears throat> attitude, and that's what you get. How's the attitude? How's the sass? This is this is what you do it for. You make the rocking world go round. So uh, I asked you guys last week. Look, if you want to add to my pre-show playlist, uh, which obviously can, and uh, send me your pump-up songs, and uh, you guys can jam out to them before my stand-up shows. And uh, I got a, got many suggestions. Sorry if I've forgotten a few, but I've, I've decided to go through them um, on the podcast. Uh, this first one is from Dakota, uh, who lives in Ireland. So she hit me up on the Patreon because she couldn't knock me out. Uh, so she said, I joined uh, the Patreon to get the knock number. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think you... Maybe you, she probably could send it internationally anyway. So she said, my number one pump-up song is Take Me to the Top by Motley Crue. And her explanation was, just gets me as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Oh, no, wait. Okay, I'm reading this wrong. Just gets me, and as far as I'm concerned, everyone pumping, even at 7 a.m. on the way to a boring workday. Big call. I thought Fat Bottom Girls would be the only song that I'd be jamming to at, um... 7 a.m. All right, what is it? Take me to the top, Motley Crue. So I'm not a big Motley Crue fan, to be honest. Hang on, here we go. We got it. Um, just not like, like I've just never listened to them really because my dad, my dad wasn't into them. 
Alright, good start. Dakota might know something that I don't. Because so far, I want to bloody get psyched. Okay, pretty good. Still pretty good. Alright, is there any lyrics or is it just... Is this song just... Alright, let's skip. Look, a little bit repetitive because I just skipped about 1 minute 30 into the song and nothing changed. So... Maybe it's a little bit repetitive, Dakota, but I guess that's fine because you're just trying to be psyched. Hang on, I'll skip. Oh, it just changed. Nah, it's definitely repetitive. Oh, that's different. Oh, I don't know if I like the guitar. I would say mildly inspirational. It'll be put on the maybe list, Archie. Send in a second one. Uh... Joan Joanne Jet, Bad Reputation. Oh, this is the one from Shrek. I know this song only because it's on the Shrek soundtrack and couldn't agree more, but maybe I'll put the Shrek um, version on if this isn't the Shrek version. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, I don't know the words. My name is Anna Jeff. Oh, yeah, this is good. Really good. Um... Yeah, good suggestion. I think that's going to go in there. That's going to go in to, to the players. I think that's made the cut. Well done, Dakota. Bad reputation is uh is there. What was her reasoning? If it wasn't... Now, nah, see, look, your reasoning wasn't good. Uh, one of those days when you feel badass. How about... Uh, maybe it was in one of the greatest films of all time. Any song that's in Shrek, I'm more inclined to get around. Um, why? Because I respect culture. Um... This one is from uh, another bloke said, uh, if your ultimate pump up song isn't Faithful by Fat Man Scoop, you are talking straight trash. Wow, big words, but I like that confidence. Faithful by Fat Man Scoop. Faithful Fat Man. Like, what is that? Oh, dude, it's not even coming up on Spotify. Does this song even exist? It's like, you know, it's like if you don't take a picture when you do something. Like, did you even do it if you didn't put it on Instagram? If it's not on Spotify, isn't even a real song? Let's be real, man. Faithful. i got to YouTube this shit. You kidding me? Faithful by Fat Man Scoop. Not even on Spotify. It's like, what? Does the dude not want to be ripped off by a massive corporation? What's wrong with him? Um, <laughs> oh, I hate these YouTube ads where you go on YouTube and instead of watching an ad... They give you, like, a survey. Like, oh, have you seen any McDonald's ads recently? You're like, dude, I see McDonald's ads every day. Not on your shitty platform. Go down the road and you see a McDonald's ad. Oh, this is a jam. Oh, this is a tune. Single ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a... Okay. I take back my, my previous attitude towards this song, man. This is a dope track. And, um, uh, I would say it's not an ultimate pump up song, but it's definitely like, you know, I reckon it's more of a pre going out kind of jam, but good suggestion. Um, have another one coming in. Uh, I will only go through a few, might do a few a week maybe. Um, cause I don't want to spend the whole time just talking about sweet jams cause we've got other content to go through. Um, all right. What's the next one? Uh, okay, Ben said uh, a couple of pump-up songs for the pre-show playlist. Love Story by Taylor Swift. That's interesting. 
I don't really know why, but I just get stuck into this song and I'm always pumped after. Man, I love a bit of T-Swizzle more than, you know, more than most, but I don't know if I would call it a pump-up jam. I kind of like it for the journey, the emotional roller coaster that the Swizzmeister takes you on every time you put those headphones in. You know, it's like, oh my God, like, she's one of those artists where it's like, there's so many songs about her breaking up with different guys. Like, you can't have that many breakup songs on one album before you look at yourself and go, am I the problem? You know what I mean? You can't just sing that many songs about ditching other dudes before you eventually realize, hang on, maybe it's not the guys. Maybe it's me. Maybe I am doing this for content. And, you know, I do a lot of things for content. I walk six hours, uh, which I'll get into, by the way, why we uh, decided to not do the radio show, if you're wondering. Um, but, yeah, I'm the, I, look, I'm not going to listen to Love Story by Tyler Swift because I know it, and I, I disagree, Ben. I would say um, one of the ultimate, um, maybe like a good bop to fuck to, but maybe not a good pre-show bop because I don't want to walk in on stage with a massive erection. <clears throat> Mbop by Hanson, and then his reasoning is it's just an absolute bop. Well, it's actually an mbop, um, Ben. <laughs> I haven't heard mbop by Hanson in years. How does that go? Mbop. Um, is it three M's? Mbop Hanson. Here we go. Dude, this guy has no taste in pump up. Who's getting like full? Imagine like going to the gym, and be like, "All right, I'm gonna smash out like four sets right now. It's gonna be hard, but I'm gonna do it because I'm gonna benefit afterwards." And then be like, "All right, let's get psyched." I would put down the weights and just start grooving, dude. It's not a pump up jam. It's just like a. I think you've confused uh, good songs to jam out to at a party. I think you've. You've, you're playing in a different league, Ben. You're playing in the funky league, you know, getting a bit groovy. I'm playing in the let's get freaking pumped zone. That's the kind of area that I'm playing in here. I want psychitude. I want you to leave the song wanting to head, head butt a wall. Like, for example, this is, I would like to think that Fat Bottom Girls is Brick wall level knocking down pumped upness. For example, when Harry, when Harry and Hagrid are first going into Diagon Alley in the first Harry Potter, in the Philosopher's Stone, when they're going to get supplies for Harry's Hogwarts, if Hagrid had have listened to Queen, Fat Bottom Girls beforehand, he wouldn't have opened Diagon Alley with his umbrella. Fuck that. He would have given a bit old, a big old... Hagrid head bump and knock that wall down at a pure psychitude. No magic needed. It's it's you know what it is? It gets it gets you so pumped up. That that's how that's how much of a that is how much of a bop. If we're using the word bop here, that is how much of a bop fat bottom girls is. You can be so pumped up that any muggle can become a wizard. That's the level of psychitude that you want to be after these songs. And I'm sorry, man. I don't think Mbop by Hanson gives you that vibe. And I think a lot of people right now will be nodding along in a grants. And, you know, hate to speak on the majority, but also pretty confident here. 
Can't stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's pretty fast and loose with a good beat. Always gets me pumped. Um, he said, Fat Bottom Girls is a great pump-up song and always been my favorite Queen song. And Sporks are the best utensil there is. All right, so this guy kind of gets it. He, he He's in the know, but maybe just not with pump-up songs. Look, Can't Stop maybe is a good one. The intro, if you're not familiar to Can't Stop, uh, the intro is one of the most alpha intros of all time. You know, it's it's like one of those songs where you, you got to give it a minute. It does this for about, you know, a bit, and then it goes... Ooh, okay, this one might might make the playlist, dude. Yeah, okay. Ben, you've got one in. Into the shindig. No, no, I'm gonna win big. Who's not to like about Okay, yeah, that's in. It's in. You've sold me. Alright? Can't stop in the playlist. Bad reputation. Can't stop have been officially added. Um, cool. Thanks for your suggestions. Alright, we'll do one more, then we'll move on. Um, best pump-up song ever. Tops anything you'll ever hear from Charlotte. Uh, it's, it, the song is, Hello, I Just Came to Say Hello, by Lady Aqua. Sorry, I just feel like shit. Lady Aqua. Um, Hello, I just, that's not a song name. You can't call your song, Hello, I Just Came Here to Say Hello. Alright, here we go. I'm already unimpressed. Nah. What? Oh, okay, I do know this song. Mm. No, this is not pump-up songs. This makes me want to go to sleep. <sighs> Alright, now it's getting a little bit... Yeah, that snare gave it a little more oomph. What's the chorus like? Too groovy again. It just makes me... You know what it makes me want to do? Use an umbrella to to access Diagon Alley. Sorry. Not enough. I want to be Hagrid head button down that wall. I want to I want to be so pumped that I that I get in to Diagon Alley by headbutting it, then leave by smashing through the brick wall again on a Nimbus 2000. That's the level of psychitude that I want to be at, and I'm sorry Charlotte, but uh that song isn't cutting the mustard. Good suggestion though. It's pretty it's look, it's not bad, but it just still it still just makes me want to get out the umbrella and tap away at that brick wall and use a bunch of spells. Queen on the other hand. Dun, 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 dun. I was singing in my band. Dude, by the time it gets to I was singing in my band, I'm already through the brick wall. Um had a little bit of lashback, I'll be honest. There was a few people like, dude, you're so wrong. How is that a pump up song? And I was like, dude, I will fight you. I will fight anyone. And you know you know why I'm confident? Because I will meet up with you and fight you. And before the fight, I will listen to Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. And I'll be way more pumped than you. And I'll beat you in that fight convincingly. Dude, I reckon I could beat Conor McGregor in a fight <clears throat> if I listened to enough Queen beforehand. I have no fighting ability, no training, no muscles. I would say no biceps, no leg muscles. I'm almost like a human equivalent of just like 
not not completely skinny, you know. I'm not like Slender Man, but I'm I would say I'm a I'm a lover, not a fighter. But with enough fat bottom girls, I'll become a fat bottom boy and just come in there and start throwing my ass around. And dude, you're gonna get <sighs> brick walled. You don't want to be that brick wall, do you? <laughs> so yeah, you know what? I'm happy to fight anyone who disagrees. Uh, as long as I have uh, three and a half minutes to go back and um, listen to the best pump up song of all time beforehand, and then you guys will get owned, son. Imagine coming into a fight, right? And then you haven't listened to this. You you are losing that fight nine times out of ten. All right. That's enough about pump-up songs. So, guys, after that, keep keep your suggestions coming in. We've added two more songs um, to the pump-up playlist. Bad Reputation and uh, Can't Stop by the Chili Peppers. One from Shrek. One uh, just a just a well-renowned banger. And keep them coming in hot. Uh, so, what has been happening next? I should probably talk about why we uh, decided not to do radio anymore. It's probably come uh, come pretty suddenly to you guys, but it's something that we've been weighing over, it's like we just made a decision very quickly, um, something that we, we weighed up for a while, um, end of the day, uh, if you ha- were a fan of the radio show, uh, we really appreciate it, and that's, it was so cool to see how many people, uh, enjoyed it, <clears throat> and, um, yeah, we just don't have the time, I think a lot of people, uh, we posted about that we were leaving radio, and people naturally assumed we got fired, which is, what you would assume, if you've ever heard our show, um, we used to, you know, do terrible things on the radio, I used to say, um, things I shouldn't, and, uh, you know, we used to pull pranks on our bosses and stuff, very, um, very unconventional radio for people who've been doing it for two years, but, uh, God, it was a lot of fun, and look, we were surprised, to be honest, that we did, we, we never got fired, but, um, yeah, no, we decided to leave, which I think definitely comes across as crazy, um, for people who maybe aren't in the industry or something like that, like, why would you leave a job on, you know, national radio, but when you're a comedian, but I don't know, I've, we, we were, we, we're the type of people where if we don't think we can give something a hundred percent anymore, then oh, we don't like doing things half-assed. So we're pretty much our tour schedules without like stand up and, uh, Lewis has gone to America for a month and just with like just everything all built up and we realized that we got offered a couple of things that were Monday to Friday and you know <clears throat> we couldn't do it so we, we were doing Sunday nights we were doing once a week because that's what fit into our schedules and I think as soon as we, we realized that we couldn't even do Monday to Friday we were like well we can't just do Sunday nights forever so yeah the uh Luke and Lewis show is um ended uh for now for the definitely for the foreseeable future while we do a lot of stand-up a lot of um things that work into our schedule i'm about to do my comedy special um that's that's a big task in itself not just with the filming but with the uh post uh you know after it's being filmed the release and stuff is a lot of effort so for the rest of this year we are both going to be very busy um i'm gonna i'm trying to get to 100k subscribers by the end of the year so we just really want to knuckle down and focus on uh our own things a bit more and obviously lewis and i are still best friends and we'll keep doing stuff together that's another thing a lot of people like oh my god do they hate each other yes we had a big punch on but i won because i listened to fat bottom girls beforehand and um 
you know, and that, I guess that that's Lewis's fault for not getting psyched enough beforehand. Um, but no, Lewis has gone away for a month. Um, and yeah, we're just, we're just, it was the right decision for both of us. It's something that, uh, we have been, you know, weighing up for a while. Uh, and then during the comedy festival and stuff, it just became very evident that we can't do this. Uh, cause I had to cancel a couple of shows and yeah, th- that's not something we want to do to you guys as well. Like if you want to, you know, for you, it's not fair to people who like our show. Like one show, I just, I couldn't even attend it cause I was doing my stand up show and, um, yeah, so that's not fair to the radio station. It's not fair to you guys, uh, the people who like it. So it was a pretty, uh, it wasn't a hard decision in the end, but, uh, yeah, it sucks. We love doing radio and I still love it, but, um, you know, we still got uh, our podcast and stuff, which is super fun and we'll always still be doing stuff together. So yeah, for the time being, that's what's happening. No more Luke and Lewis. So, uh, we, we finished it off, uh, on Monday with a six hour walk home. I'm now still very sore, have multiple blisters and I'm sick because of it. But it was worth it because it was so much fun. We had like thousands of people following it all day, like tuning into different live streams. It was really cool. Um, so yeah, it was the send-off that that show deserved and I'm super glad we did it. So that is the explanation. A lot of people have made messaging me. And uh, yeah, just thank you to every person who's tuned into that show. We tried to do radio a bit differently and um, I think we did. I think we... Uh, we, we gave it a, a real good crack and it was so much fun. And uh, we don't regret it or anything for a second. It was one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. And it allowed me to quit my job at the golf club. Uh, that job allowed... Sorry. That job allowed me to become a professional comedian. So, very cool. The, I got to have that opportunity in my life so young. And uh, you never know. It's uh, it's it's not, not, not done forever. It's always something that might be on the back burner. But... um. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's happening. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, okay. This is going to get a lot of hate, and I know I'm probably in the wrong, but sick of Avengers, guys. Sick of it. End game. End the series. Dude, when I, when I thought it was end game, I was so excited. I was like, please tell me this is the last one. I watched the first one, and I was like, huh, superheroes, cool. I've read a comic book before. I get it. All right. People fighting each other with powers. Seen it. Bye. And I know that's controversial. I know it is probably the most popular movie series in the world right now. But, hey, suck my butt. If you disagree, I don't care. Suck on it. Get a straw, dude. Because it's so overdone now, the whole Marvel thing. I'm sick of it. I feel like there's like two, three Marvel movies a year. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there's at least two a year, and that's too many. I like I like a few of them. I like Iron Man, you know. Uh, I like... No, that was it. I, I, you know, Captain America. Look, they're not bad. I'm just sick of the hype. I'm, I think I don't like the fan base. Maybe that's what bothers me about it. Um, I still like some superhero movies. To be honest... I, I, most of the superhero movies I like at DC. I like Batman, like the Dark Knight, and I like Wonder Woman. The rest of DC were dog shit, but, you know, superheroes just ain't my jam, and I know that's controversial, and people are like, Luke, I used to like you, but you've offended me. Get the straw. I don't care. Um, you can suck my butt, unless you're underage. Please don't suck my butt. You know what? No one, please try and suck my butt. It was more of a, like a... As hot slam to anyone who disagrees. I don't actually... It was a... Me- not a metaphor. It was a joke. Not a great one, but don't suck my butt. All right. <laughs>
Um, yeah, Avengers, can we stop? It's on trending. It's on YouTube trending. It's in every news article. Avengers this, Avengers that. Avenge my butt and suck it. Okay? Because <laughs> I'm done. I'm just, I'm over it. And it's the same thing with Game of Thrones. And yeah, I watch Game of Thrones as well. But for those people who don't, God, I feel bad for you. I know how you feel because I don't really watch the Avengers. You know what happened with Avengers? It got up to the one where it was like Age of Ultron or something. And I saw the trailer and I saw Tony Stark fighting pretty much Transformers. And I went, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see a bunch of superheroes fighting a bunch of Autobots or Decepticons or whatever they're called in Avengers. Don't care. The last time I watched Mark Wahlberg do it, I was severely disappointed. So don't care. Not interested. And that's fine if you are. I'm not judging you. I'm sure they're great films. I just have no level of interest in the saga anymore, which is so frustrating when everyone else in your life is in it because I just can't get involved. I'd probably like to be involved, but I cannot bring myself to give a fuck. And that'd be like the people about Game of Thrones. Oh, have you seen Game of Thrones? Have you seen Game of Thrones? I do watch Game of Thrones. I have seen it. But I don't talk about it all the time because I feel bad for those who don't. Because I know how it feels to be on the other end. So maybe can we just like, as a society, stop being so wrapped up in pop culture like, I know it's a good escape, but, like, there's more. There's more to life than Iron Man punching something. It's great. I think that's so cool as well. But the level of hype that it gets, like, it's on the news. It's like, oh, Avengers this. It's a movie. It's a. It's not real. <laughs> people act like it's real. Like, people are like, oh, bro, did you see who died in Game of Thrones? Now, I'm not going to spoil it. Don't worry. But... Be like, oh, you see, like, all these people died or whatever? And you're like, yeah. It's, they didn't really die. You know, it's not, not that tragic. People are like, oh, man, I was so sad. Really? You were sad that they progressed the narrative forward and something happened that was interesting? Why were you sad? It's entertainment. Stop pretending it's real. People, like, get so invested in TV that I reckon there's, like, five percent of them that forgets they're like this is my life now so they're like oh my god thingo died he was my favorite character huh you said character not your favorite human you know some people get more cut about like things that happen in game of thrones than horrible tragedies that happened in the world some people get more affected and <laughs> that's so fucked up but um yeah anyway so that my, my point was just Good on you if you like Avengers, but suck a butt at the same time. That was my point. Suck butt. Um, get the straw and get a slurping. <clears throat> uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, does anyone remember this? I think this might be a new segment. Maybe we'll call it... Look, I think it's kind of a racist if I call it this, but because I'm not saying, saying that only white people have experienced this, but... <coughs> Jesus. Sorry. I'm so sick. I need a drink. A good podcast would stop it. Take five. <clears throat> this isn't a good. This isn't one of those podcasts. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, I think it might be racist if I call this segment this, but I don't know. Who cares? It's racist towards me. Or no, maybe it's excluding other people. Who knows? Whatever. Um, I want to do a segment called "Things White People Understand." Now, 
if you understand this, I'm not saying, look, I'm, I'm digging myself a hole here, but it's just, I feel like this was such a thing that was like, oh my God, white people suck. What is, it's more like Australia, actually. It's not a, it's not a white people thing. It's an Australian thing. It's like a weird, our culture is so hard to understand from an outsider. This isn't necessarily what I was going to talk about, but I want to talk about this first, actually. This is how hard our culture is to understand to an outsider. When I went to America last year, uh, I was talking with a few Americans. Like I went out with a few Americans. I've got a mate who lives over there, and he's American. So I went out with his American friends, and they're like, oh, so you're from Australia and stuff? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, so Smoko, yeah? And I was like, what? And they're like, you know, I'm on Smoko. So leave me alone. I'm on Smoko. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's Australian. They're like, man, that's the best. We love that. And I was like, oh, I couldn't believe they knew it. And they're like, so that band, he goes, are they like a joke band? Like, like, are they like the Lonely Island or, you know, like, do they do parody music like Weirdo Yankovic, like original kind of joke music? And I, and I tried to explain to them what a shit meme was and they couldn't get it through their heads. American people don't understand the culture of liking garbage. And I was ex- trying to explain Shannon Knoll to a bunch of Americans. You try and explain why we are obsessed with an ex-Australian Idol contestant who didn't even win, who was robbed, right? Who has a goatee and posts pictures on Instagram of him holding fish. You try and explain that to American why he is like a treated like a god here. They go, so you guys, so I was showing them all the comments that people leave under Shannon Knowles' photos, and I was like, look, see, everyone, you know, comments the same thing. It's like, it's like a bit of an in-joke, and even Knowles, he gets that he's a bit of a joke. And they go, oh, so you hate him. And I'm like, no, 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 we love him. And they're like, so why are you taking the piss out of him? And I go, because that's how we show love in Australia. We... You, you shit on someone in until you till they till they're famous. <laughs> that that's what a shit meme is. You everyone groups together as a culture and says, "Haha, wouldn't it be funny if this guy headlined a music festival because he has one song that's not even he's?" And then we all rocked up and sang it. That'd be a good laugh. That's our culture. And other companies, like sorry, not companies, other countries can't get it through their head. Like, so you hate him. I'm like, no, we love him. Like, so you hate that you love him. And I'm like, kinda, but they just didn't get it. So like, so that, so they couldn't understand the band, the chats, like the, the, the smoker song. They were like, so is that a joke over there? Or is that what Australian music is? I'm like, no, no, no. Like we know that that's shit. Like that's kind of why it's popular. And they're like, so why is it popular if it's shit? And I'm like, oh, that's why it's popular. Cause it's shit. And we like shit stuff. And they just couldn't get it through their head. Right. <clears throat> So anyway, back to what I want to talk about. This may be very confusing if you are from another country, but we do a lot of shit stuff in Australia, and it's just part of our culture. Our culture is so weird. Now, I want to know if people did this at school. I think I think every Australian kid has had this happen to them before, and you'll all be like, fucking why? You'll look back at your life and be like, oh yeah, I did do that, and I have no idea why that was taught to me in school. This is part of our curriculum at school. Did anyone who grew up in Australia, maybe it's just Victoria, I don't know. Maybe it's literally just my primary school. But you guys tell me during the week if this if this is related to you in any way, shape or form. 
did you guys ever do a class or an activity at school where you unwrapped a minty wrapper, so a little mint lolly, you unwrapped a minty wrapper and then tore it and tore it really tiny all around the edges until you get closer into the middle to try and get the longest minty string possible out of the wrapper. Did anyone else do that? I was thinking about this recently. I don't know why it just occurred to me. Like we, I, someone offered me a minty, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "I took it," and then I started wrapping it. And I was like, "Why do I know? Why was I taught as a kid, as an eight-year-old, that you should tear it and then you can make a really long string? An utterly pointless activity." But yet I remember doing that three to four times in primary school as a class. Like they were like, "All right, now here's how you tear the minty." Why the fuck did we learn that now maybe i'm the only one maybe you guys are all listening and going i have no idea what you're talking about but that sounds shit so i love it because that's that's what australian culture is but let me know if you guys did that as well it was called like the minty challenge or something i have no idea why but um that was just the thing someone offered me it and i was like to my mate i was like do you remember doing the thing where you tore the minty wrapper and he's like oh shit yeah, I did do that. Why did we do that? And I was like, why? We used, There were so many things in my life now that I look back on and I'm like, why was I forced to learn? Like, why was I forced to learn that? So weird. Anyway, um, that's a thing that's happening. So I look, let me know. I just, I don't know why I wanted to talk about that on the podcast. I just, I feel like I wanted to, I want to feel like I'm not a, I'm not the weirdo here. I want to feel like, like other people were doing that and I just didn't waste heaps of time as a kid unwrapping minty wrappers so I can get the longest minty wrapper. Now that might be very confusing for overseas people, but hey, that's Australian culture for you. Um, <clears throat> guys, I got the biggest show of my life coming up next weekend. Brisbane. All right. There is only about a hundred tickets left. Okay. It is going to be the biggest show I've ever done. I would love to see you there. Please to God, come along. We're filming the comedy special. I want it to sell out. It's going to be awesome. Um, and yeah, would love it if, you bring, if you're already coming. Bring along your friends. It's general admission, so just buy another ticket. And you can still sit with them, whatever. Um, it's all ages, so get down. Bring your mom. Bring your bloody pet. Don't bring your pet. But it's going to be dope. So Brisbane, I'm coming to Queensland next weekend. I'm doing Sunshine Coast. Tickets are still on sale. Brisbane and Gold Coast. LukeKidgel.com. I'm filming my comedy special, my first ever filmed live special. So if you want your back of your head and your laughter um, in my comedy special, then come on down. I'd love to have you there. I'd love to have you there giggling along. And um, it's going to be a super fun show. It's going to be the biggest uh, night of my career. So I'd love for a as many people to be there as possible. It'll be awesome. So yeah, doing that next weekend, ladies and gentlemen. So if you if you're coming and you, you think you know someone else who wants to come, bring them along. Bloody get down. Tickets are thirty bucks, so you're gonna get one hell of a show. Um, I can guarantee you'll get your money's worth. You know why? You get you get your money's worth even just before the show, because this is gonna be just pounding through the speakers. Imagine just getting ready for, like, the biggest show, the best comedy show you've ever seen, and then just hearing this. That's already worth the money of entry. Literally, 
anything on top of that is a bonus. So you guys are going to have a sweet night. Um, <clears throat> get down Brisbane, get down Sunshine Coast, and get down Gold Coast. Also, then I'm coming to Hobart. Come on, get down. Get around me, Hobart. Um, pretty sure I've sold more tickets in Albury than I have in, Co uh, in Hobart. I'm selling weirdly well in Albury. That makes no sense. But anyway, Hobart, you've been telling me for years, oh, come to Hobart. Please, come, please. Like, so I'm like, fine, I'll book a show in Hobart. Same thing happened in Canberra last year. Oh, you never come to Canberra. I'm like, fine, I'll come. Then for like three weeks, four people like had bought a ticket. And I was like, well, fuck you all. I'm not coming then. So Hobart, if you're going to be like that, then I don't know if we can be friends. So let's make this first show pop and then I'll be able to come back uh, the next year. But if, uh, yeah, I can't just come to Hobart and lose a bunch of money. <laughs> So, um, yeah, get down to Hobart. It'll be a dope show. It's the first time ever there. And Aubrey, man, I'm keen for that. That's going to be popping, that show. Um, never been there either. I used to go camping there as a kid, and um, that's cool. M maybe word got around, like, oh, yeah, he used to come camping here with his parents. So he's, we should definitely go see his show. Either way, whatever press is getting around up there, it's good press. Um, and, then, and then Adelaide and Canberra. So, uh, yeah. Those are all the shows. The Tambourine Tour kicks off again next weekend uh, with the special and a bunch of cool shows. It'll be dope. And then the live podcast also at Mount Tambourine. So a lot of reasons to get down. Um, all right, before we end, end the podcast, we're doing, uh, we're, we're doing the knock. People have knocked me up during the week. Um, someone said, Buffa D's nuts. So the same person keeps sending me stuff about... D's nuts. Um, good comedy. Um, <clears throat> he said, hey, do you remember Boffa? And then he said, Boffa D's nuts. All right, I skipped the set up to the punchline. Um, although it did not improve the joke. Um, someone said, how do you pronounce the word rodeo with horse riding and bull riding and stuff? I said this in front of a co-worker yesterday and they said, do you mean Rodeo, spelled R-O, the word day, then the letter O. The ute and the horse bull riding event, it's spelled exactly the same. Oh, it's spelled exactly the same, but the ute is pronounced Rodeo, not Rodeo. Anyway, uh, and then the, there's a bunch of text missing. I don't know, that's weird. That text came through and half of the text is missing. But they said, how do you pronounce the word Rodeo? Rodeo. It's not Rodeo. Rodeo. That sounds like an RDO, like a rostered day off for a tradie. Oh, man, it's my buddy RDO, my Rodeo. It's Rodeo. Who who, who pronounces it? Do Americans pronounce it Rodeo? Dude, they're wrong. Um, what else? Hey, Luke. Uh, this person's knocked me up uh, from, um, from Jordan. Uh, hey Luke, I just wanted to get some life advice. I'm currently 19 and working in a bank and I absolutely hate it. Yep, that's, I can imagine. I'm not sure what it is I want to do, but I know I want to do something creative. My question is, what helped you figure out what it was you wanted to, what you wanted to do and what would you suggest help me figure it out? Thanks man, have a good one. Um, man, Trying something new. That's what made me figure it out. I went to see a comedy show. I'd never seen a stand-up comedy show before in my life. I don't ever really watched it on TV. I think it was something I had a vague interest in and I had maybe like 
pondered the idea of, but then ha- knew, didn't know how to get started, didn't know how I'd get ever get into it. It seemed completely out of out of reality. Like, it seemed, like, uh, completely untouchable. Like, oh, I don't know how these comedians, like, get so big or, you know, like, just, like, stuff like that. I was like, I wouldn't even know where to start. So it was always something that I think seemed really out of reach. And then I just went along and I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to do some research. And I Googled Melbourne comedy. uh, And then it took me like a while to find. Then I found some open mic rooms, blah, blah, blah. But that's how I actually found out I wanted to do it was just by trying something that I was kind of vaguely interested in. I was hating my degree that I was doing at the time. And I was like, I need to try something new in my life or I'm going to be miserable. So I literally just went to watch a comedy show. And it, it, it kind of made me go, oh shit, like there's, there's something here that I love. And then I explored it a little more. And then I realized this is definitely what I want to do with my life. Um, so yeah, just you said you wanted to do something creative. Explore some of the things that you're into creatively. Do you like painting? Do you like music? Do you like, I don't know, like design, any, any types of stuff like that? explore something you want to do um, that you've thought about maybe doing but thought, oh, that's a bit out of reach. And man, it's totally possible. Uh, so that would be my advice, man, is just try new things on a weekend. Go go, put yourself out of your comfort zone. Go try something new. And that's the only way you'll be able to actually realize if you want to really do something. You'll know. If you try something new and you're like, this feels good, you'll know. So uh, that would be my advice, man. It's pretty short and sharp, but that's that's what I did and that, that that's what worked for me. Um, got another one here. Uh, here, hang on. Um, another one from Optus. Hey, Optus, we're still at war. Stop texting me. Um, uh, all right, this one came in from, uh, I'm not sure who it's from, but man, I like it. Uh, so before I have to read this, read this out, I need to give some context. Last week, I mentioned that you could go follow the Tambourine to a playlist on Spotify, not realizing that you could actually follow other people on Spotify, like all the playlists that I've made for myself are publicly available, which I don't care. Go look at him. I think it's just Luke.Kidgel on Spotify. So a couple of people went to check out the Tambourine Tour playlist and found my other playlist, which I listened to in the car, called Certified Banglords. And the reason why I call it Certified Banglords is because every goddamn song in it is a certified banglord. And I got this message, someone knocked me up, which you can get on the Patreon, by the way, if you want to knock me up. Just look up Luke Kidgel Patreon if you want to support what I do. It helped me get the mic. It helps uh, keep improving everything I do, which is cool. Anyway. I've been listening to your Certified Banglords playlist, and I must say, I was impressed to begin with, and I thought you had some solid bangers. And then Never Say Never came on from Justin Bieber. And I've never respected you more. It's the ultimate banger, and I've never been more proud. I thought that was going to get very negative very quickly. As soon as I was reading that, and I said, and I heard, and and then Never Say Never came on, by Justin Bieber, I almost threw the phone. I almost went, oh, this guy doesn't understand music. Here's what I've been thinking about this week. If you don't like Justin Bieber, grow up. Grow up. You're a child. Oh, I don't like One Direction and Justin Bieber. Grow up. There's a reason why they are huge and some of the biggest artists in the world. Because they have great songs and 
He's got a lot of good people around him. I think he's quite a good musician. He's got a good voice. He's talented. If you don't like Justin Bieber, grow up. There was one week in my life where I didn't like Justin Bieber. You know, I was like 14. I was in like year nine. And, you know, I was like, oh, fuck this Justin Bieber guy. Because all the girls at my school liked a little Canadian boy with a bowl haircut more than me. But then I went... Okay, nah, this dude's got some tracks. Baby was shit. I didn't like that one. But that's shit because Ludacris is in it, you know? And that's shit because it was filmed at a bowling alley. That's shit because he didn't write it. That's shit for many reasons. But Never Say Never featuring Jay Smith. Woo! Tune. That should be. Actually, that that's going in, guys. Never Say Never is, like, that's a, that's a pump-up bop. If we're talking bops that also never say... Oh my god. If this doesn't get this would make me wanna head my headbutt through a brick wall. This should be before the show. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, uh 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 never say never. See? And then you got Jay Smith dude comes in and breaks it down. I can handle it. Hold up, I can handle it. Now he's bigger than me. Cooler than me. Oh, then shorter. Whatever. I don't know the lyrics to Jaden Smith, but a little bit longer than me on a JB song with me, guys. You guys get it. It's a it's a bop. Um, and that's going in the playlist. All right. I don't care. And you guys are wrong. Never say never. Boom. We're playing that before a show now. Never say never. And I pity anyone who who di- who disagrees. Honestly, you're like I don't like Justin Bieber. Like he's you always get, it's always like those guys who are into metal. They got like hair down to their assholes and look, oh, fuck Justin Bieber. And you're like, dude, fuck everything you're, fuck every life decision you've made till now. You are jealous because Justin Bieber is successful, good looking, and more talented than your shitty local metal band. Okay? That's what, that's what the sitch is here. And I'm being honest, this podcast is all about honesty. And I hate to break it to you, but uh, Justin Bieber's good. And I thought that message was gonna was gonna turn real negative, you know. Oh, I was listening to your certified Banglord playlist, but then Justin Bieber came on and I lost respect. Uh, uh-uh, uh, this guy gets it. Whoever sent me this, this dude gets it, and I've never been more proud of you. It's the ultimate banger, man. It's not the ultimate banger, Fat Bottom Girls is, but it's bloody goddamn number two. So, uh, yeah, and I don't mean shit by the way. I don't mean a number two. I don't mean a poo. I mean. I mean, it's second. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Grow the fuck up. If you oh, I don't like One Direction, cool. Turn around and then leave in One Direction and don't turn back. Cause you fucking... You, you dog. You, you jelly dog. Alright? So, yeah. That's what's doing this week, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Sorry I was sick, but uh, hey, I hope it was sounding crisp. Hope you enjoyed those pump-up songs. Let me know if you agree. Also, I want to know if you guys did that minty rapper shit at school. And um, yeah, tell your friends about the podcast. Let's keep growing this thing. Now we're coming for you, Joe Rogan. we got the mic and we're coming for you. Just need a couple more mil people. And um, then, hey, we'll, we'll fit in with the rest of the squad on iTunes. Uh, leave a review, leave a leave a comment. Uh, you can watch this podcast on YouTube if that's the way you want to consume it. Um, doesn't phase me how people consume it. Uh, as long as you're loving it, and as long as you're as long as you're bopping along to Queen, 
Um, yes, biggest shows of my life coming up next weekend. LukeKitchell.com. Would love to see you guys there. And uh, yeah, have a good week, guys. See you later. And remember, um, never say never. Good. Bye.